listening to Conk's Brain, and I'm your host, Deidre Conkey. I'm on a mission to share my personal journey and experiences with mental and physical health issues, including anxiety and ADHD, while encouraging you to embrace your own individualism and a healthy dose of self-love. If you've ever asked yourself, what's wrong with me? Am I really enough? Do I actually deserve to live my best life? What does my best life even look like? This is the podcast for you. If you're ready to become the hero of your own journey, to elevate your potential and live life to the fullest, let's dive in and discover new perspectives today. Why, hello there. I had to make a decision recently. Um, actually yesterday, that if my podcast was ever going to keep going and I was going to keep sharing, that I had to stop overthinking it. And so today I am sharing with you about ADHD, anxiety, and running a business and all of the things that mental health (laughs) um, entails and what goes into having ADHD, anxiety, and running a business, and how that affects all of your life and your relationships, and how you can maneuver these things in your life, or some suggestions for maneuvering those things. And as part of this, I have decided that I am not, for the time being, going to put ad rolls in the middle of my episodes, because it just messes with my brain. And, you know, there are people who have extremely polished podcasts and they have everything put together exactly so and it's wonderful and it's fun to listen to. But there are also some amazing people that I've listened to um, that just talk about anything and everything. And I decided that having my voice out there and telling you what I have to say and sharing the things that I have to share is more important than having these really polished episodes episodes because I feel like sometimes we need someone we can relate to. We need someone that says, yes, I hear you. I acknowledge you and uh, I am here to do that for you. So ADHD, anxiety, mental health, let us chat about these things and how it affects me personally, um, how it is looked upon societally when it comes to people running a business or having responsibilities. Um, So I was recently, very recently in fact, um, officially diagnosed with ADHD and it made my entire life make sense. So it's not like this is an adult onset thing where this was never part of my life before or not something that I noticed. It's just that I never had a name for it. And I was an English teacher uh, in the classroom for eight years and I worked with a lot of kids who had ADHD. And even then, as much as I tried to be accommodating of, of all students, um, I did not understand 
ADHD. A lot of people don't. The terminology is constantly changing. Um, and we just have this idea that people with ADHD have the inability to focus, that they're just kind of, you know, squirrel. We joke about that all the time. Um, and it's much more complex than that. And I had someone tell me after this diagnosis that that's probably why in the classroom that I was so much more understanding and accommodating to people um, that had, as one friend would say, differently abledness um, because I sympathized with seeing the world differently and understood that we can't all be put into boxes because we don't always neatly fit there. Check out my previous episode. I'm weird and that's okay. Um, but the thing is with ADHD, as it was explained to me, it's not that the person isn't paying attention. It's that they're paying attention to everything at once. I am so aware of all of the things that are going on around me that I find it difficult to focus on a single task at a time um, or to keep the tabs relegated in my head. Um, you've seen the meme probably where they talk about having um, all of these tabs open in your brain like an internet browser. And it is true to a certain extent that nowadays people are overstimulated by social media and electronics and constantly having being bombarded um, with outside stimuli. But um, a couple of things that I personally can speak to with ADHD are, and this, this was a revelation, guys, somebody at work, they're, um, they, they know someone with ADHD and they says, oh my gosh, you know, this, this, they do this too. And I remember so distinctly, I still remember, we, I didn't, first of all, I didn't grow up with a television in my living room, in my house. Um, we had it in the basement. Um, and so when people came over, you sat around the living room and you chatted. And I know that, that it's, it's very common for people to have a TV in the main room of their house. And a lot of people play it as background noise. And this is just an absolute foreign concept to me because I have had people my whole life get so so angry at me, just so frustrated because we'll be sitting there having a conversation, but then they have the TV on. And so I am like a bug to a bug zapper. I, I don't even care if it is a commercial for something I don't even want. If the television is on, that is what has my focus. I am staring at it intently. And, you know, I've had people even snap their fingers in my face. Why aren't you paying attention to me? What's wrong with you? And I want to pause right there because in anger, a lot of times we lash out at people and say, what is wrong with you? Or what's your damage? And I understand being frustrated. 
But when we imply that there is something inherently broken with someone because they function differently or because their brain works differently, we are really taking power away from them. We are saying that they somehow don't fit, that they should be fixed. And yes, there are some things like anxiety, which I also have clinical anxiety. And I have talked about this in a great many of episodes. I've written about this in my blog. Um, but anxiety and when it when it's clinical, because everybody feels stressed or goes through periods of their life where they feel very anxious, but clinical anxiety and sometimes panic attacks are different. People have been driven to the emergency room because of a panic attack, because there are very real, very physical symptoms of panic attacks or having this anxiety, because basically your primal brain takes over that fight or flight, and it shuts down your ability to, to reason and logic through something, because it is preparing you to save your life, to get away from the thing that it perceives as danger. And the problem is that there isn't imminent danger, that it is misreading those signals in your body of heightened awareness as danger. And so you might have chest pain, um, a racing heartbeat, sweating palms, racing thoughts, the inability to focus on what's happening right now. And trust me, Never in the history of telling a person having an anxiety attack to calm down has that person actually calmed down. There are techniques that people can use. Some people take medication, and we'll come back to this idea of medication in a moment. Um, however, it's not something that's wrong with them. It's the way that their brain, um, their chemistry sometimes is functioning, often in response to past trauma or life experiences. There's a myriad of things that can cause this. And people with ADHD often have anxiety. And that doesn't mean that every person with anxiety has ADHD or that every person with ADHD has anxiety. However, I have both. Um, and this also kind of plays into each other because with ADHD, it is very hard for me to make a choice, to make a decision, to say, I'm going to pick one thing and do it. Because I might be working on this podcast episode, but I am also having my computer screen open. I'm listening to my dog sleep. I'm looking at the board that is on my wall that has the list of all the tasks that I have to do today. I'm also thinking about breakfast because I'm hungry and some onion rings sound really good. And then I've digressed. I've gone off in this circle and then I feel very, very stressed because the things that I needed to accomplish or feel like I needed to accomplish don't get done. And there are ways to cope. And we will talk about 
some of those things in a moment. But ADHD and anxiety often go together, like I said, because we are, or people, we, I, I see things differently, my brain functions differently, and I am in a world where people want to say, get it together, man, be like us, just take some medication. And here's the thing, sometimes medication is the right choice. You pick medication, and if you're listening right now and you hear something in the background, that might be my pug snoring because she feels very calm and happy and, you know, uh, she likes to lie in here. And, you know, like I said before, I could have made this really polished and edited her out of the background, but guess what? This episode would never get done. So I said, you know what? Forget it. If they love me, they can handle a little bit of snoring pug. So here we are. And I digressed again. There I went. But medication. For some people, that is the right choice because their symptoms become so unmanageable um, or they feel when they're taking medication like it works for them. But me, I can't take medication. I hate taking medication because it, the side effects. I don't have the best track record when they say this happens to one in a million people. It's me every single time. And I have tried many different medications and with my health issues, they just don't work for me. So I have to, you know, try to navigate life um having the things that i have and not taking not being able to take medication to help me with that but and here's the button here's why i'm here and this is what i wanted to really really hit on here is I do have a day job. I have two college degrees, which I'm not currently using because I'm not an English teacher. And I also have a side hustle. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I enjoy um, running a business. But having ADHD and anxiety do not make those things easy. And our society perceives mental health, like just saying the words mental health, people think, okay, this means that there's something wrong that needs to be fixed. And like I said, in some cases, you do need help to manage those things. But having things like ADHD or anxiety or depression um, or bipolar do not necessarily make you incapable of running a business, incapable of taking care of the daily things of life. And I get it. Sometimes we fall into these holes where we are consumed by our mental health. But we're speaking to what I I mostly considered high functioning because I do have a job. And again, talking in circles, but I I know there are people who do struggle and that is okay. I see you too. But we are talking about running a business and I am afraid, I will be honest, 
I fear that when people find these things out about me, they say, oh my gosh, you must be irresponsible. You must be incapable of taking care of day-to-day tasks. We can't trust you with important things because what happens if you have an anxiety attack? What happens if you you have to meet a deadline and then you don't? I don't, I'm just not sure that I can trust you. And that's the thing. Yeah, there are people who don't do well with meeting deadlines. There are people who don't get stuff done. But that is not inherently part of having ADHD or anxiety. Sometimes, a lot of times, the people that you think have all their crap together are the people who behind closed doors have it the least together. They are struggling. They are hurting because they work so hard to prove, to prove to other people that they are not defined by their mental health issues. Look, I have ADHD, I have anxiety, but guess what? I have a day job. I pay my bills. I have a side hustle. I'm making a podcast. I write a blog. I have all of these things that I can do and I'm so capable of doing. And talking, open communication is so, so important in managing this. If I could say, and I have a direct sales business, and if I could just say to a customer, you know, an open conversation, I have ADHD and anxiety and it's a bad week and I am managing this and I, your order will get to you and I will send you, you know, an awesome bonus for being patient. But the thing is, We don't feel like we can tell people those things. We don't feel that we can openly communicate what's going on with us for fear of being judged. Fear of of people saying, you're not capable of of not trusting us with the day-to-day tasks of life. And that fear of being perceived as weak because mental illness or not, we have a very low threshold as a society for giving people grace, for letting them experience life. We tend to look at pushing ourselves to the breaking point and then pushing back against that or over that or through that as a badge of honor. You know, you are only worthy. You are only awesome. You are only a good person if you can overcome all of these things every day and stand up there triumphant. But that's that's just not human nature. I can run a successful business and still have days where that is the struggle of my life or weeks where that is the struggle of my life. I can sit alone in my office for hours and have no idea what to do next, but that doesn't make me less of a person. 
And the anxiety, oh my goodness, when that rages up and it tells you, you know what, you're right, you're right, that you are not worthy, you are not good enough, you can't handle this, it's all destined to fail because you suck. So how do we deal with this? How do we look at mental health? How do we give ourselves grace? How do we give other people grace? How do we run a thriving business when our brain works differently than other people? There are a few things. First of all, I am a huge huge advocate and and proponent of therapy. Whether that be online therapy, whether that be telehealth, whether whatever form that takes, I think that therapy with a licensed professional professional can be very beneficial because they can help give you management techniques. A lot of the things that I share with you are management techniques that I have picked up in therapy. So I can't say enough about finding a licensed therapist that fits well with you and can help you to find ways to navigate the world and understand yourself. The second thing is that you need to give yourself grace and you need to give other people grace as well. We need to understand that being open and honest about our mental health does not make us less than and is not an invitation for judgment of a person's character or their ability to function in life or even run their business. We need to work very hard at checking ourselves when we, of course, we're humans. Everybody judges. Everybody does it, and it doesn't make us horrible people. It's just the way our brains work. But what we do with that, when we train ourselves to catch, oh, hey, I'm making a snap judgment about this person. Maybe I need to step it back and just let things play out and see, see how things go. We need to allow people a safe space to actually talk about what's going on with them. I have a cold. (laughs) I'm not feeling well. We should be able to say those things just as easily as we say, I have some mental health issues, or I have ADHD, or I have anxiety. We need to be able to openly say these things and destigmatize because These aren't things that we have to fix. We don't have to change a person. Sometimes, yes, medication can help and therapy can help. But just because my brain functions differently than yours doesn't make me less of a person. It doesn't make me less capable. And if you have anxiety or ADHD, or depression, or bipolar, or a litany 
of other things that makes your brain function differently. No, no, I'm telling you, this does not make you less than. It does not make you weak. It does not make you incapable of pursuing your passion or having dreams or, yes, running a business. You can do it. And there is zero, zero. I'm making a zero sign with my hand right now. There is zero shame in seeking out resources like a licensed mental health professional or finding community whether that be physically finding support groups or finding people who share in your mental health issues um, or if that is finding communities online, on social media, if that's listening to a podcast. But understand, you are not alone. There are so, there is so much, I am finding this, there is so much neurodiversity in the world, so much. As a matter of fact, I have talked to so many people in my recent diagnosis of ADHD. I have talked to so very many people who say, oh my gosh, I think that that describes me. I think that I very well could have ADHD or oh my gosh, anxiety. I feel like that describes me. I think maybe I have clinical anxiety. I don't think that these things are a problem. You know, I mean, yes, if they affect the functioning of your life, um, let me rephrase that. I don't think that they're, they mean that you're broken. I don't think that they mean that, that there's something inherently wrong with you. It is the way your brain works. It is the way that you have adapted for good or ill to the circumstances of your life and what is surrounding you. But we have, have, have to stop treating mental health like it's a defect, like saying it out loud is a confession of our shortcomings because it's not. There are so many people that love you. There are so many people that want to support you like me that I am encouraging you I'm encouraging you to start opening up with the people that you love and having these conversations and don't shortchange yourself don't tell yourself well I could never run a business I could never manage a business um I I can never insert here I could never do this thing because I have mental health issues and that's just not necessarily the truth so I encourage you encourage you to really take stock and look at yourself and say, I'm worthy. Unconditionally, I am worthy of pursuing my dreams, of the love and respect of others. I deserve respect from myself and the people around me. 
And to start putting yourself in a place where you get that back. Surround yourself with people who do understand, who do try to understand, who respect you. And again, and I've said it 19,000 times and I will say it another 19,000. Find a licensed mental health professional who can help you with coping techniques. Find these communities on social media. Find these communities face-to-face with people. But surround yourself with people who support you and believe in you as much as I do. Because I'm telling you right now, having ADHD, having anxiety, having a myriad of mental health issues does not mean that you can't have a wonderful life and that you can't have a successful business. And having a complete and utter breakdown or behind closed doors, not having all your crap together does not mean that you have in any way failed. It means that your brain functions differently. And that, my friends, is totally 100% okay. Thanks for listening to Conk's Brain. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out my website, www.conksbrain.com or follow me on Facebook and Instagram at I am Deidre Conky. Until next time, don't forget to click subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends.